Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, everybody, I am so excited to kick today off because this week we have two new episodes for you. And for our first episode of the week, we have an absolute rock star joining us. Bailey Callahan is a singer and songwriter from Florida who is currently living in Nashville, Tennessee. At 21 years old, Bailey has accomplished so much in the country music industry, playing more than 300 dates in the two years leading up to the COVID-19 lockdown and sharing stages with country artists like Luke Combs, Hunter Hayes, Jesse James Decker, and Scotty McCreary, Bailey is making a name for herself in music. Her new album, The A and B Sides, drops this week, and today Bailey and I will be chatting all about it. We'll discuss the inspiration behind the album, Bailey's experience writing several of her own songs, and the musical and personal growth she encountered during the pandemic. I am so excited for you to hear Bailey's story, so you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. So, Bailey Callahan, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on to chat. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. It's really exciting. And where are you, I guess, zooming in from right now? You're in Nashville, right? I am. Yeah, I'm zooming to you from Nashville. But really, I don't even know where I've been half the time lately. I've been on the road so much. Um, but I'm happy to be talking to you at my home in Tennessee <laughs> right now. Nice. Well, it's funny. I actually got back. When was that? Two weeks ago, I got back from Nashville. And oh. it was my first time there. And I loved it. It was so much fun. Where are you located right now? So right now I'm in Pennsylvania um, and I had a couple days off of work. I said, you know what? Let me, I've never been, I've never been to Nashville. I thought I'll drive down. So I drove down with a friend and we had so much fun. It was just such a great city. What did you do? What'd you go see? (laughs) So we stayed downtown, um, did all like the, your classic museums, that type of thing the first day. And then, you know, the other days we were there, we just kind of really just hung out. Mm -hmm. We went to Centennial Park, a classic, and um, did a bunch of the murals and mostly restaurants, (laughs) food. (laughs) I mean, you have to in Nashville. So, well, that's neat. Did did you plan it or was it more of a spontaneous kind of thing? A little bit. I mean, it was a spontaneous idea for sure, but I I love to plan. I love to make a little itinerary. So Mm -hmm. that was great. We had actually, we had Larkin Poe, the band Larkin Poe on, and Mm -hmm. they gave some tips because they're Nashville based as well. So we were able to hit up some of their restaurants that they recommended and it was really fun. Really enjoyed it. That's so neat. I'm happy you had a good time and hopefully the weather wasn't too wonky for you because it's been weird here. It was perfect. Like I, you know, up here in Pennsylvania, we're still like sort of like lingering in the cold part of spring, but we got down there. It was like 80 degree weather. It was, which I guess is like normal for some, but for me, it was like so nice and warm. Oh, that's so great. I'm from Florida. So it's a little different. Like it's been gloomy here the past couple of weeks for me, at least whenever I've been in town. And um, today it's the first sunny day outside. And I mean, I drive a Jeep. I took my top off. <laughs> I've been like driving around all day intentionally 
to soak up the sunshine. So I'm, I'm glad it was good for you because it hasn't been good for me lately. <laughs> well, that's great. I know like summer's coming, the vaccine is rolling out. I'm hoping we're going to get back into a groove and, and somewhat back to, to normalcy. So I definitely think we will for sure. Yeah. And I guess, so with you, um, over the past two years, you've played more than 300 dates. You've shared stages with artists like Luke Combs, Hunter Hayes, Scotty McCreary, Jesse James Decker, so so many big names. Um, For those who don't know, would you mind walking us through how your journey with music began? Yeah, so I'll try and keep it as simple as I can. Um, I got started playing guitar when I was eight. My grandma made a bet with the first grandchild to learn how to play a musical instrument would get $50. So that kind of um, sent me on my way. From there, I discovered the Taylor Swift Fearless album and just my guitar playing and love of music skyrocketed overnight. From there, I went to Nashville when I was 11, uh, had my first real gig when I was 11 and made a record, put out that record when I was 14. Uh, that was a really big pivotal moment of in my life and my learning process because at the time I just wanted to sound like Taylor Swift. You know, I was like 11 to 13 when I recorded it and that's the reason I had gotten into music. And by the time that uh, album came out, I just did not like it at all. It wasn't who I was. And so I made a vow to myself that the next record I put out would um, be 100% me and what I had to say. And so sure enough, I put out a following EP in uh 2016 i was 16 years old and um at that time i had gone virtual school so i wasn't in high school anymore and i was touring the the country with a motivational speaker um i was bullied a lot in middle school so that was kind of like my way of trying to help spread awareness uh for bullying anti-bullying and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i put out the record um and you know i think since then it was just bigger gigs bigger experiences in my um in my career and from there when i turned 18 and graduated high school i officially moved to nashville i say officially in a weird way in a loose term because um i was virtual schooled and i was on tour all the time and when i was in high school granted i still was living in florida with my parents but i um would be up in Nashville like two weeks out of the month. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a half and half situation, but I officially got my own place when I turned 18. And um, I've just been on this road of awesomeness ever since. I, uh, I mean, I think that everybody goes through life lessons and learning. And, and I, uh, when I moved to Nashville, really missed home. And that was one thing I didn't anticipate uh, feeling. But, um, you know, from there, I put out a single called Homemade, and that was about me having the appreciation of where I come from and never forgetting that. And then there was the battle of, okay, uh, people still thought I was like the 15-year-old that came to town. So how do I just separate myself completely? Or uh, you look like Taylor Swift and sound like Taylor Swift, even though I was so far from that spectrum. So I've had challenges over the years that I've um, definitely dealt with or overcame. And I just think that that's really led me to be uh, at this really healthy place of my artistry right now, where my main goal is just to make cool art and great music. And that's why I'm really excited about this record to come out is that it's just 100% me. Like I vowed to myself that it would be. And um, it just, it's just fully embraces all aspects, aspects of me, whether it's the songwriter side or the rock and roll side. Um, So 
are so short. That's where I am now awesome. <laughs> in my journey. Yeah. And you know, you do have a new album A and B sides coming out and we'll definitely get into talking about that in a minute, but you know, you talked about Taylor Swift there and she obviously mm-hmm. just had fearless Taylor's version release, which is great. Yeah. Um, was she one of those artists? Were there other artists that you, um, I guess really, uh, were inspired by growing up yeah. um, or maybe artists even now today? Yeah, so I'm all over the place as far as my love of music and genres. Um, Taylor Swift was definitely the main influential person. I think that was very pivotal pivotal in my um, career and in my writing process. But I also was a big lover of the band Perry and Dixie Chicks. And um, nowadays, you can find me really taking inspiration from Eric Church. Uh, I love Miley Cyrus's rock record that came out. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. And... And I really, I mean, any song is a good song, but my dad, my dad uh, got me into like Red Hot Chili Peppers and Third Eye Blind as a kid in Green Day. And so I, for a while, have really been trying to figure out a way to incorporate them and their style into my writing. And I've never been able to until maybe like a year or so ago. So that's another big, like weird influence I have as well. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, your sound and also your look, you obviously sing country and perform a lot of country music, but you also have this uh, style of rock that you've managed to incorporate into it as well, which is really fun because I'm someone who really loves rock and I also do enjoy country. Mm -hmm. I sort of like all the genres, Um, but yeah, rock music, especially right now, I think in 2021, it's so cool to see uh, rock influences in music. Yeah, it's cool. And, you know, if you can be a, a badass for a living, then why not? So um, that's kind of where my logic stems from. But I just really think it's like I've just completely embraced the um, the that lifestyle maybe more than I did. You know, a few years ago, I would have totally said I was like girly and I wore dresses all the time. But as I've gotten older, I just don't think that that's my mindset anymore. And so, I, you know, I, it's, it's cool now because I, I don't feel like I'm trying to be in the rock mold. Like I am it and it's just embracing me if that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I just, I'm just in a really great place. Awesome. And so, yeah, so you have this new album A and B sides that will be released June 4th coming Mm -hmm. up. Very exciting. Uh, what made you decide you wanted to release new music? Well, I knew that I wanted to put on an album next. I had released a few singles, prior to me moving and I knew that an album was next, but I didn't know really what I had to say um, or who I really was leading up to the album, uh, the writing process of the album. I had released State of Mind before I ever began thinking about really like a full concept for an album. I initially thought I was going to make an album called State of Mind and just have it be all about different places that have inspired me, like state of mind, like a play on words, like location. And then from there, I mean, COVID hit and um, I was locked down. I mean, we were all locked down and I went through a lot just, you know, as someone that has been working their whole life to not going and playing on 4th of July, as silly as that is, or, you know, whatever. It was a really big shock and uh, didn't have a very great uh, relationship at the time. And I, I just really found out who I was and I had so much to say. And so at that point I was just writing all these songs that were 
really unlike anything I'd ever written, I in the past tend to close off or think that I know what I want. Mm -hmm. And so it'll limit me to writing a certain way or whatever. And I just fully opened up uh, to, to write just what was on my mind. I didn't limit any of that. And I ended up coming out with these products that were really unique and really fun for me. And I'd written all by myself because it was quarantine. And I think in that moment was when I knew that I wanted to put out a record. Um, and I, you know, over quarantine got a roommate and she was a graphic designer. And so from there we would just have, you know, fun photo shoots. And that led to us getting the album cover nonchalantly. And it was just a really, really fun time. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you talk about that this album is really about growth and self-discovery. Um, did you really experience those things during the pandemic? Uh, did 2020 teach you a lot about that? Yeah, it taught me a lot. Um, I, you know, I think that there's, there's always the version of ourselves that we strive, we strive to be. Um, and sometimes you can lose sight of that. And I think that I lost sight of that. And so this whole album really was the entire journey that I went on. And if you listen to it, knowing that there was a journey and then a self-reflection and then, you know, looking back point to the entire album, it's kind of structured in, in a way that you can really see the transition or like the downward spiral of my year. Um, and so I really did. I did a lot of self-reflecting and self-growing. Um, you know, there are songs on the album like, like, uh, like New, New, which is out now, was about um, finding love. And then Bitter was like, I'm sassy, like I don't need you kind of thing. And then the next single that's coming out uh, May 21st called City Lights is really just about being lost and, you know, being with people uh, and hooking up with people and you just not feeling okay. And so there is a big transition through all of that. But yeah, no, definitely a lot of self growth and self discovery, but uh, we're here now and we can say that like happily and <laughs> laughingly rather than like, uh, is she okay kind of thing? Cause I'm completely okay now. <laughs> Great. Well, good to hear it. And yeah, I mean, I did get to listen to the whole album oh, and you listened? I did and I loved it. I really loved it. Um, cause like I said before, I, I do enjoy country, but I really love when country is blended together with elements of rock. And I think mm -hmm. it's just so fun. Um, but yeah, you talked about new and that was one of my favorites also higher. And yeah. I noticed that you actually wrote, you wrote new and three of the other songs on the album all, um, on your own. Uh, yeah. what was your inspiration to, you know, write the music and have ownership of, of your songs like that? Well, it really wasn't planned for me to, uh, write most of the songs on my own. It just was in a part of time where I felt like I had a lot to say and I wasn't writing with anybody. I wasn't anything. It was just such a habit for me to just pick up my guitar and just say what I was feeling. And, um, like flip the coin flip the coin is probably my favorite song that I've ever written and I wrote that one by myself and that was in the point of like oh man I lost sight of myself you know but I you can't flip a coin without some change and so that was kind of my way of being like I'm changing I realized what I did um and you know city lights city lights was a song that I also wrote by myself that um that I didn't realize how relevant it was to my life until I took a step back 
And um, I'm also really proud of that song. I, I had someone tell me the other day that that was one of the songs they'd wish they'd written. And I just felt really proud in that moment because I did that by myself um, and knew I also wrote alone as well. But new was one of those songs that really kind of came with time because that was the first song I'd written by myself and I was really unsure of it. And so I just felt like I needed to keep tweaking it. And I was still trying to please people, I think, versus City Lights and Flip the Coin. I was like, no, I'm making this record for myself and my fans and I don't want to fit in mold or really go into it trying to please anybody. And I think that that's how also how I was for the the rest of the record that I wrote with other people as well. Because you mentioned higher and higher is about getting high with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I think that if you're trying to please a mold, you don't specifically like talk about smoking or, um, you know, flip the coin cusses in it. And, uh, you know, I just really wanted to embrace me being me and the full artistry that that I am. Right. I feel like there's no use painting, you know, a glossy image over anything if that's not authentically you. Right. For sure. Yeah. Especially with music. And it's funny, um, you know, when you're talking about writing new and it being the first song that you wrote on your own, I was thinking like, I get indifferent when writing an email, like about how it sounds like (laughs) I can only imagine when you're writing a song and, and putting it out into the world, like how much time and, and effort goes into making sure everything's written down the way you want it to be. Yeah. You know, visually, visually is also another hard, I'm, I'm, I'm worse with, um, with the music that goes behind the song and how it appears visually, like in your head or the artwork or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, you know, the music industry, you don't really get a lot of validation a lot and you really have to rely on yourself and your, your gut to know what's right in your heart. And, um, maybe I doubted that in the past, but with this record, I, I just fully was confident and I just fully sent it. Um, just knowing that it just made me happy. And I just felt like I was doing something right. And for the first time, I never really had any doubts. And if I did have doubts about what people thought I didn't, I respectfully didn't care. Um, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, criticism or, you know, I guess people's thoughts, it's always great to hear what people say at the end of the day, but it doesn't mean you have to conform to their ideas and, and their opinions. Um, like to just be yourself at the end of the day, essentially. Right. And I think too, that if you, um, you know, everybody has a different opinion. And if you try and please everybody, you're just going to send yourself in a downward spiral. And um, I just felt like I was doing something right. And I really wanted to go into this embracing the fans so much more and um, embracing touring more, you know, and um, overall, I just, I just think it's been a really great experience and I'm just really excited for people to hear what I fully have to say. Yeah. I mean, it's really exciting. And one of the things that really inspired me about you is that you really are a hustler. Um, You really work hard at your craft and what you're doing. And, you know, just what did I say before? 300 dates over the past, like two years prior to the pandemic, you were performing. And I just Mm -hmm. think that's so incredible. Um, And at such a young age too, like this is really just the start of 
everything to come with your career. And it's so exciting that you have that drive and ambition. Um, and it's mm-hmm. only going to, you know, carry on with you throughout it. So, um, and you are, you're getting back on the road again, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, you just made me feel so good. So, <laughs> so thanks. Um, yeah, no, I realized at a very young age that uh, you could see the world and make a living. So why not? And I kind of was just really like, where do I want to go and how am I going to do it? And so it hasn't been announced yet. And I don't know when this comes out. So maybe I guess I'll be the first to announce it. But I, I wanted to go back to California. So we're doing a three week long California tour in June, which is super crazy. And the longest that I've ever been on the road, but I'm, I'm just really excited for it. And and we are getting back out there. Um, I, I think that there were a lot of pros and cons to COVID as an individual, you know, I mean, other than the obvious, but I think for me uh, personally, COVID was really great because I, for the first time I ever got a month or two or like a year off. Um, and so, so that really gave my, my voice time to rest and me to figure out what I wanted to say next and who I was and whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. versus constantly going, I don't think that if, if COVID had not have happened, I would not have as clear of an image as I do now, or I wouldn't have been able to put as much time into writing as I did. And so now that we're kind of getting back in the swing of things, I'm, I know exactly what I want and how I want to chase it and where I want to go and what I want to do. And, um, it's neat because I've already been like ready to rock and roll for the past couple months, but now I think the world is ready to rock and roll. So I'm, just fully trying to send it in all outlets that I can and um, tour as much as I can. We're trying to do a European tour at the end of this year. So it's just crazy, but I'm open for anything. Great. Well, that's so exciting. And yeah, I mean, I think one thing that everybody who keeps coming on the podcast, they keep saying is this year, they've really been able to just take the time to focus on what it is they're doing and what it is they're, you know, they're wanting to do. And it doesn't mean you have to have a plan, but just to take the time to really think about what passions you want to pursue, I think is so important. And yeah, I mean, it's just so exciting. That's the one thing I love going to concerts. And that's the one thing I've personally missed so much uh, through this whole pandemic is just not being able to go and connect with artists and musicians on that personal level when you're just at a concert listening to music live. It's so great. Yeah. It's definitely been really weird. Um, you know, when COVID first hit, I honestly, as bad as it sounds, I didn't realize how strong it was um, mm-hmm. or how bad it actually was. And I was still like, let's go, like, let's tour, like, let's, you know, I wasn't ready to fully give it up at that point. My my last show before COVID hit was I headlined for House of Blues. And that was my first headlining show. And after that, I was like, give me two months and I'll have a record deal. And that, you know, it just kind of vanished, mm-hmm. which is okay. You know, here we are and things are going great. But sure. at that time I was like, no, this is not the end. Like we're <laughs> going to keep on going. And I mean, I, I'm not one that likes to sit still. And I, for the first time ever was really forced to sit still. And um, looking back on it, I'm really grateful because, you know, one of one thing that really stuck out to me was that, up until probably last year, I had not fully fell, fell in love with Tennessee like I have now. And I and I owe that to literally being confined to literally my house and my car and, you know, whatever hiking trail or lake or waterfall or whatever that was near me. And so 
I really explored and I really just fell in love with Tennessee and I found back roads and I, you know, it sounds silly, but the things that make you feel connected to a place I hadn't felt. And I, you know, I discovered, you know, like local hiking trails or whatever. And I just felt really connected to Tennessee uh, on a different level. And so even now it's hard to leave sometimes because I just like being where I am and it's a really big, uh, that was a big eye-opening, like, whoa, kind of thing, because I was so prone on missing home and just kind of this being, like, the in-between place of for my career and, you know, going out. But, I mean, COVID has definitely changed a lot, and I really am happy things are getting back to normal. So, who knows what the future entails. Definitely. And yeah, I think too, with, you know, you said with Nashville and Tennessee in general, um, you're from Florida originally. So I think too, like when you're constantly on the move and when you like to be busy, you're moving around and you don't really take time to just plant yourself where you are Mm -hmm. and appreciate what's around you. And that's something that I myself have found too, with the pandemic, it's just, wow, like, just to go take a walk in the morning and appreciate the outdoors instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, before the pandemic, it was like, wake up and go to work and get ready yeah. for the day. And that was, that was the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think just to take that time and really appreciate where you're at, both like physically and metaphorically in life, mm-hmm. um, just to appreciate all of that is really great. But yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, I think it's definitely, um, helped maybe a lot of people feel connected, but then at least for me and maybe the same for you, uh, you know, or any, anyone that had to wake up and go to work, it gave me more of a routine, you know, um, like a personal routine that I, you know, a structure that I wanted to have. And so grateful for it, but, and I've learned, but now like I'm ready to, to play shows and meet people. Yeah, definitely. Like I've learned all the lessons from the pandemic that, you know, it could have given me and now I'm I'm ready to take it with me into this next phase. So right, right. Uh, in the same way, but yeah. And so now that you're back on the road again and going to be touring around, um, it's so exciting to see what's all going to happen with this album and just with your career in general. I guess throughout this whole process, you know, I always like to ask when, you know, I have everyone on handling it, uh, just what kind of lessons and advice you've learned that's really helped you handle your life and with Mm -hmm. this album or just with your journey as a performer, as a singer, as a songwriter, has there been anything that's really helped you handle your life? Yeah. Um, that's a really in-depth question for me because I, have been doing this since I was 11 and I really faced for a long time age discrimination. And, um, you know, I could totally get bitter on it, but I think that there's only, you know, I, I really want to help spread the word about, you know, the young artists and, and how they can just push through all of that because it's, you know, it's a lot. Like I, when I was, you know, I turned 16, and I went virtual school and I was in town and I felt like I put out an album and was ready to rock and roll. It was like, okay, well, wait till you turn 18 and wait till you move to, you know, move to Nashville. And then I did that and I was like, look, here I am, like I'm ready. And then it was like, oh, wait till you turn 21 and you can drink. And I turned 21 and even before I turned 21, it was like, oh, wait till you turn 25 because your music is going to be irrelevant. 
before then. And it was just always like a constant battle of trying to please people. And I swear when I finally realized that you're never going to please anybody that like, just do it for you. That was when my whole life changed. When I really felt like I had control of who I was in my music, because at that point, if you are so confident in who you are and, and your music, and you don't let anybody change that, then like, what, what do you have to lose? You know, I mean, at this point, people fight to have a record deal and people fight to have a publishing deal. And I mean, I still fight to have a record deal and have a publishing deal, but if you're content with where you are and you're happy doing what you're doing to pursue your career, eventually that record dealer, that label or, or publishing deal will come to you because you're not searching for it. So once you're content, I feel like is when I found all these opportunities coming to me because I was so confident in myself and my music. So I think that's a big thing to take away. Um, but as far as advice goes, I have a lot of younger kids that ask me um, like how to start, how to do, you know, Nashville in the music industry. And I grew up doing open mic nights and that really helped me build like the confidence to be in front of people that were so low key, so low pressured and just were really welcoming. And I also played a lot of my originals there. So I, you know, that helped me develop more of who I was, but also feel confident. And then that led me to um, play gigs that were actually like paid or, you know, to people that was, the stakes were a little bit higher. And I just built, built my confidence up more and more from there. Um, I think that Nashville is also a really good place to be only for the purpose of, there's a lot of opportunities here, such as um, parties or, or seminars or conventions that you should just go to and network. Even when I was like 14, I would go to these events and network. And granted, I didn't know what I was doing or who I was meeting, but I met them and now they're like the president of a label. You know, you never know. And, and it's crazy. And I've also found too that uh, even though someone might, like Nashville's a big, okay, we'll watch you and see how you do, how you grow kind of thing when you're young. So don't get hurt or discouraged by someone, you know, you, you coming out of a great meeting and someone just never calling you back because sure enough, they'll call you in like a year or two down the road as aggravating as it is. Um, but again, once you're content and you're happy with yourself and what you're doing, that year or two is going to fly by and you're not even gonna, you know, think about it too much. So I just say be yourself. And I know people say that a lot, but that's really just changed my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's really great advice. Both of those things. Um, you know, when you're talking about like age discrimination, I think there's no minimum age requirement for success. Mm -hmm. And no. I think with that said, like to anyone entering the music industry, like there's really nothing stopping you from, for the most part, for doing the things that you want to do. Um, because you can just, I mean, pick up a phone and, and record yourself and put it out there on your own. And that's completely yeah. you. And you could be authentically yourself doing that. So, um, and I think too, you brought up rejection. Uh, I say that to people all the time. Like no is not a final answer. And no. just because you don't hear back doesn't mean they're not interested. It just might be, you know, now's not the right time. Yeah. So um yeah, I think those are really great things, especially for people looking to enter into this, uh, 
to this industry, to this profession. For sure. And you know, I, that's such a, that, that topic is so close to my heart and, you know, it's everything. Cause that, that's me. That's what, where I came from. And so I really wanted to talk more about that for a while. Um, and you know, maybe we'll do another podcast episode where we go more in depth about that or something. But, um, I just think some, some simplistically, if you believe in yourself and you really are content with who you are as a person and what you have to say, everything else will follow. Um, you know, like the gigs will come, the people will come. I mean, look at Billie Eilish, her and her brother wrote a song, put it out on SoundCloud because they just felt like it. They believed in it and it got her a record deal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that is, a you know, a very rare situation, but things can happen and everything leads to something. So. Exactly. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. this is so exciting and definitely we're ha- we'll have to do a one year from now where you're at, what yeah. you're doing. Um, this is only just the beginning and Bailey. Yeah. Like, I just think it's going to be so fun to see you flourish and see where you go with it. Well, you're so nice. I really <laughs> enjoyed talking to you. And um, what you said, you're from Pennsylvania. Yes, I am. Okay. Literally then like, we're going to meet each other in person sooner than we think, because it's my goal to play in Scranton um and it just be like cool. I'm here in the office because you know I just I like to see the world but I justify it through touring mm-hmm. so I was like I'm gonna play really close to Scranton or somewhere like that um yeah so we'll have another conversation about that because I'm like a diehard office fan amazing <laughs> for sure for sure well and great and where can people follow along with you and keep up uh with all your work that's coming out I really connect with people on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is just Bailey Callahan or Bailey Callie, excuse me. So it's Bailey like the liquor and then uh, C-A-L-I, Callie. So I do that. Facebook is another big one too. My website is baileycallahan.com. Uh, Spotify, please follow me on Spotify. You have no idea how much those numbers and streams mean to an independent artist uh, and Apple Music as well. So I'm all over the place. I found out the other day you could Google me and it actually had like legit links to find me. Um, like Google had acknowledged awesome. my presence. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so worst case, you can Google me. Great. Well, yeah. And I'll be linking all of the, the social media handles, the links to Spotify, Apple, like all of that will be in this episode bio. So everyone can go check it out and uh, get excited for this new album. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for asking me questions and picking my brain. And um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Well, I hope you all loved hearing Bailey's story. And if you haven't listened to her music yet, I highly recommend it. The A and B sides drops this Friday, and there's some really great and truly powerful songs on it. So be sure to give it a listen. Thank you to Bailey so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.